draft edition of fanatics football uh the football segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so an exciting first round of the nfl draft has just passed so uh we're just going to start off by recapping uh, what went down in the first round uh which players were selected uh, whether they were a good fit for the teams whether they weren't so good of a fit and I guess maybe uh, we can talk about, I guess, how teams can maybe move forward from there. And then I guess at, at the end, we can just recap uh, a couple news items from around the league. Uh, sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, let's just jump right into the first round of the draft. Um, the, the draft felt really long. I don't know about you, but it almost seemed like it was like over four hours. <laughs> I mean, they need their time to make their picks, but at the same time, it was like, why didn't they do this earlier? But then again, if someone steals the player that they want, then I guess they need time to sort of like regroup and figure out who they want to take. Yeah, that does happen a lot. So I can understand that. Well, one team that definitely didn't need to worry about that was the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they made no mistake. Uh, this pick was almost inevitable at this point. Uh, selecting quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He's clearly the best player in the draft. Um, I mean, he has arm talent. He has athleticism. He can uh, run with the ball as well. Um, he just has pretty much everything that the Jags need in a franchise quarterback. So what do you think about this pick? Um, I think everybody was expecting this pick. There's no reason not to draft him, especially when you need a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And the next team, the New York Jets, I mean, they took a quarterback as well, Zach Wilson from BYU. And um, yeah, he just seems like a very efficient passer. Um, he can um, pass on the run. Uh, he can move around in the pocket, sort of like uh, they were comparing it to the way Aaron Rodgers does, or whether he develops into a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, we'll have to see. But um, it definitely seems like a solid pick for the Jets. Yeah, I guess they decided to kind of let go of Sam Darnold and go with Zach Wilson, which is, I guess they're expecting him to have a much higher um, ceiling. So kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And um, looking at pick number three, uh, we didn't really know who the San Francisco 49ers were going to target. Um, they end up taking quarterback from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. And I mean, I really like this pick. I know that people talked about Mac Jones, people talked about Justin Fields, um, but I felt like Trey Lance, I don't know, this is just my opinion. I felt like that he had the most upside out of those three. Um, they talked about his uh, IQ, they talked about his arm talent, they talked about him being an athletic playmaker, and I definitely agree with all of those things. Um, what do you think about the pick? Do you think that they picked the right quarterback? And how do you think he's sort of going to fit in with the 49ers? I feel like he is um, a future pick. Like, I still feel like uh, Jimmy G is still going to be uh, the main guy in San Francisco, but they want someone, I guess, just in case that they have to let go of um, Garoppolo, they can have somebody in the future to kind of um, look forward to so they're not scrambling for another quarterback now. And they could have gone with uh, somebody um, else, but I feel like they're, the supporting cast in San Francisco is already pretty good. So 
I'm not really too worried about that. So I think it's a pretty good pick. Yeah, I think you're right about them needing to be patient with him. I don't think he starts from year one. I feel like they maybe give him a year behind Jimmy and then they can sort of move uh, him from there. And uh, yeah, I, I think it is a pretty solid pick. I think that they did make the right choice here. He's the quarterback, I feel like, with the most upside. And I guess speaking of players with big upside, the Atlanta Falcons at number four took tight end Kyle Pitts um, from Florida U. And yeah, he seems like such a big uh, dude, um, but yet so fast and efficient at the same time. Almost seems like he's a wide receiver out there, even though he's as big as a tight end. Um, Yeah, he just seems like such an athletic player. Um, They already have guys like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley out there receiving the ball. And then you had a guy like Kyle Pitts there. You got a lot of guys that are hard to defend. The Falcons offense looks like it's going to be dangerous even starting next year. I remember um, last year um, before Julio got injured, I guess it was looking like the Falcons were going to be one of the most high powered offenses in the league, but now they added Kyle Pitts. So it's like they're even more high powered now. Yeah, it just seems like that this team, um, they'll probably address defense, I think, later in the draft because that's definitely one of their weaknesses. But I guess they saw the opportunity to get a, a once-in-a-generation type playmaker at the tight end position, and they just went all in on him. Yeah, I guess the thinking is um, maybe, uh, I guess, hopefully they can get um, some uh, good defensive players either later in the draft or even if it's not like um, they don't get the defensive players they're looking for, maybe in the next draft. Yeah, for sure. And um, speaking of another team that kind of went a different direction, I thought the Bengals might have been looking at offensive line. Um, They end up taking wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU, of course. Jamar Chase playing with Joe Burrow in college makes sense why they made this pick. Um, what do you think about the pick? Do you think it was the right pick? Do you think they should have taken offensive line or do you sort of agree with the direction they went here? Um, I was feeling more offensive line. I feel like that's kind of um, more important because they were having a lot of uh, problems with um, pass protection for Joe Burrow. So I feel like they should kind of um, look for that first, but maybe they're kind of thinking somewhere in the second round they can draft the offensive line yeah I, I was thinking the same thing that um maybe chase might be the right pick just because of his chemistry with joe burrow and i mean yeah you can always uh, prioritize offensive line in the later portion of the draft obviously you won't get the upside of some of the players earlier but i mean if you can just get a decently solid core and then you have you draft an elite playmaker like the what they're describing jamar chase to be i mean they says he has uh, some of the some of his traits um sort of reflect uh, Julio Jones type play so um, if, if they're really comparing him to that level of play I, I think that Jamar Chase is a solid player and I think that the Bengals will benefit from having him on the team yeah I think like now in the second round they need to really prioritize offensive line though yeah I definitely agree um, if they go into next year with a similar offensive line that they had last year Joe Burrow I don't know how he's going to survive I don't know how his career is going to be able to continue with that kind of um, just insane pressure and getting hit all the time yeah he might end up trying to force a trade in his second year if he has if he gets another injury like he did last season 
Yeah, and you, I mean, a player's career could be over if you if you let him get hit that many times. Like it's just the amount of hits he's been taking after his first year is already too much. You, uh, they really need to focus on sort of getting him that that proper protection so that he can have a a more uh, proper uh, protected uh, pocket there in his second season. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see where they go in the second round. And um, yeah, just looking at pick number six, the Miami Dolphins select uh, wide receiver Jalen Waddell from Alabama. Um, yeah, he, he's a really fast wide receiver. Um, he, he's great run after the catch type of thing. Um, uh, he seems like a, a really dominant offensive player. Um, he can just catch and run. He can go deep ball. He can pretty much do everything um, that he needs to do. So uh, what do you think about this pick for Miami? I guess it gives more um, options for Tua to throw to. So he doesn't feel like he only has to throw to like a few guys. So I guess it's a decent pick for sure. Yeah, putting him on the opposite side of the field to Devontae Parker, that's two solid options that he has at wide receiver to throw to now. And then also tight end Mike Gesicki, three options there for him. So I think Tua can definitely benefit from having Waddle in the offense. I mean, he played with him in Alabama, so there's some chemistry there. Yeah, for sure. And definitely uh, moving to uh, the D- Detroit Lions at pick number seven, they take uh, Penny Sewell from Oregon, offensive tackle. Um, yeah, the Bears have a lot, sorry, not the Bears, the uh, Lions have a lot of holes. And I mean, pretty much, it's it was pretty much best player available in my mind. And that's what they did. I feel like they took the best player available. But what do you think? Um, I think even for best player available, this is a really good pick. I know like you could say like maybe they should draft a skill position or something, but I think uh, offensive line is really underrated in terms of the impact that they have. So getting on offensive line probably would be the most important thing for a rebuilding team, I think. Yeah, I mean, football games are won and lost at the line, right? So you got to have impact players on both sides of the line. So uh, definitely adding a guy like Penny Sewell is definitely the right way to go. And um, moving to pick number eight, uh, I think a lot of people assumed Carolina would trade out. Of course, they didn't. And they select cornerback J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Um he's sort of like a shutdown corner. He can play in pretty much any defensive scheme, I feel like. Um, So uh, I guess Carolina um, wants to maybe play some uh, type of man coverage next season. So uh, he definitely seems like the right player for that. Um, He has a lot of potential. Um, He's very raw in terms of his talent. Um, He's like I said, he's more of a shadow shutdown type corner. Um, and I, I think it is a pretty good pick. Their defense was very underrated this year, and I guess they're just looking to improve it. What do you think about this pick? I guess they're prioritizing defense first over offense, which I guess that's a, another way to do it. Instead of trying to go th- through all the offensive players, you kind of try to figure out how am I going to stop the other team first. Yeah, for sure. And right after him, Denver took uh, cornerback Patrick Sertain from Alabama. And um, yeah, Denver is one of those teams that pretty much has most of their defensive positions filled. A uh, spot opened up at corner this offseason. So definitely getting Patrick Sertain there. Um, 
he's pretty much, uh, I think, the corner that has all, all the tools and he's sort of ready to go. There's not a lot of development left for him. So uh, although that trims his upside, it still presents him as a, an NFL-ready player uh, heading in. So what do you think about this pick? I mean, Denver is always known for having a good defense. So I guess this just makes their defense even better. Yeah, for sure. And um, at pick number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles traded up uh, with the Dallas Cowboys and they traded up to select a wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama. Of course, Heisman Trophy winner for college MVP. Um, He's pretty much known for his route running. Uh, great ball skills, uh, that type of thing. He's a, he's great at catching. He's got good, strong hands. Um, he's a little underweight, um, but I guess um, his talent level is too good to ignore uh, him and to sort of let him fall. So he is a top 10 pick going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what do you think about this pick? I think it's a pretty decent pick. Uh, even like underweight, I guess, if they're banking on like how fast he is like and how good he is at the position in general it might still pay off yeah for sure and i mean quarterback jalen hurts for the eagles used to play with alabama so there is some familiarity there i'm not sure how much but i guess definitely um they 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 probably know each other so um definitely if they can get some sort of chemistry that would be great for the eagles offense yeah for sure and then uh, moving to pick 11, the Chicago Bears traded up uh, to take the Giants' place there, and they draft quarterback Justin Fields. Justin Fields falling all the way uh, to the 11th pick. Most people projected him inside the top 10. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's a stud quarterback. I know he's had some question marks going into the draft, but, I mean, the guy, he's got such good raw talent. Um, he's gritty. He has guts. He He's pretty much a superstar on the field. So what do you think about this pick for the Bears? I think I kind of like this pick. I mean, uh, we've been wondering um, who the Bears are going to get for a quarterback. So I think this is probably going to help their team a lot. Yeah, I know the Mitch Trubisky experiment sort of didn't work out so well for them. And hopefully the Justin Fields experiment will work out. Um they only needed to go up to 11 to draft him. They didn't need to go any higher than that. They got him at a, a sort of lower um, spot than was expected, and hopefully he'll produce for them. Yeah. And um, looking at pick number 12, that's where Dallas traded down with the Eagles. So they take Micah Parsons, the Penn State uh, linebacker. And, um, yeah, he, this guy's a good defensive player. Um yeah, they're calling him an instant superstar going into that Dallas defense. And we know Dallas's defense had a lot of trouble preventing points, stopping the run, pretty much stopping anything. They've had trouble. Um, so what do you think Parsons does for their defense? I guess it adds a lot of um, versatility since, I guess, Parsons is a really versatile player and he can stop a lot of things. So I guess they just needed a player who could just stop whatever. So. I guess based on that, it's a pretty good pick. Yeah, and I mean, he even said he wanted to go to Dallas. He's really happy to be a Cowboy. So that's really good for Cowboys fans to hear. They got a player that wants to be in Dallas. So definitely uh, one of the positives. And then um, just looking at pick number 13, the LA Chargers select Rayshon Slater, Northwestern offensive tackle. Um, Yeah, this guy, he pretty much looks like an all-star on the offensive line. 
Um, I really like this pick. Justin Herbert's getting protection. Uh, Austin Eckler's getting a good run blocker. I mean, uh, watching some of his tape, he looks like a really solid player. What do you think? Yeah, you can always use another offensive tackle on your team. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just, um, you know, having a, a stud quarterback like Justin Herbert, you got to protect these young quarterbacks or else they won't be in the league for long. Yeah, you don't want to just like drop them on your team and just be like, good luck, hope for the best, and then expect them to pull like superstar numbers. Yeah, for sure. And the Winnipeg, I almost said Winnipeg Jets, the New York Jets move up and they select their second pick of the draft. I think they're the first team to have two picks. Um, they trade up with the Minnesota Vikings and they select uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, USC guard. Um, so definitely they with the pick number two, they take their quarterback in Zach uh, Wilson and then they take Elijah Vera Tucker to protect him on the offensive line. I feel like that's a good combination. Yeah, for sure. You get to build up your line a little bit and you get a good quarterback. Yeah, and um, I guess, uh, what do you think maybe the Jets should target in the next few rounds? I know they have a lot of holes on their roster. Uh, two of them, it looks like, have been filled in this draft. Um, It's kind of hard to say which one would kind of um, get them the most value. I guess maybe somebody at defensive line, maybe. Yeah, I definitely think that they can beef up any portion of their defense. I feel like their offense uh, definitely was made pretty solid in the first round here. So I guess targeting uh, some spots on the defense, defensive line, cornerback, those sort of positions could definitely uh, help out the Jets. But yeah, good draft for them so far, in my opinion. And then moving to pick number 15, my New England Patriots selecting Mac Jones, future quarterback. I know that... Um, I've, I've said that he's the fifth best quarterback in this draft. I never placed him higher. I know um, there were rumors that he could go higher than other quarterbacks. I knew he was the fifth best quarterback. But, I mean, I guess in the right system in New England, I guess he has a chance to be a really good quarterback and maybe even better than some of the guys drafted above him. I mean, you know Belichick is going to bring the best out of his quarterback. That's for sure. And I mean, coming from a, a system like Alabama, I mean, they run a pretty NFL style offense anyway. So um, him coming into New England, he should be very comfortable with how Belichick runs the offense. Um, it's mostly McDaniels calling the plays, obviously, but Belichick sort of oversees the team. And um, I mean, clearly the Patriots felt like Mac Jones was the right guy to select. Obviously, he's not going to play in his first year. It's most likely going to be Cam Newton. And then you've got Mac Jones ready for year two or three. So definitely something to look out for. Um, any last thoughts on this pick and its effect on New England? Um, I guess it's kind of um, like you said, this is kind of a future pick. Um, Cam, New Cam Newton's still going to be the main person in New England, but this is just when it's time to kind of part ways with Cam Newton. Now you don't have to be scrambling for another quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess just looking at pick number 16, the Arizona Cardinals taking Zayvon Collins, Tulsa linebacker. Um, I mean, he seems like a very excellent player. Um, he can not only, um, I guess, block um, 
holes through the tackles. Um, but yeah, he can uh, edge uh, blitz. He can do like pass rushing. He can pretty much do everything. He's very versatile, um, sort of like what they got last year in Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they're sort of just adding pieces to their defense. They got JJ Watt this summer. They still have Chandler Jones. They have a uh, Buddha Baker, so many solid pieces on that defense. This Arizona team is going to look really strong. So uh, what do you think about this pick? Um, it really boosts their defense, especially with the players that you uh, just men mentioned. So I think Arizona is going to be like a sleeper team this year. Yeah, I mean, just looking at some of the odds for the NFC West division, they have the worst odds to win the division. I think that they have just as good of a chance to win out of all the other teams between the Seahawks, the 49ers and the Rams. So definitely the Cardinals are a sleeper team to keep an eye out for. Yeah, for sure. And looking at pick number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders take Alabama offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood. Um, I really question this pick. This pick kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I, I really thought that this guy might have been a second rounder. I didn't really expect him to go in the first round. Um, I mean, he does have solid potential as a starter, but I mean, using a first round pick on a guy that maybe you're not as sure about, um, I kind of question this pick for the Raiders. I don't know. What do you think about it? I mean, I guess getting off an offensive tackle does sound good on paper, but there were other guys that were, I guess they had a higher grade and they ended up falling really low in the draft. So I guess maybe they decided to just go with offensive line first. Yeah, but I even saw Christian Darisaw on the on the table and they didn't even take a look at it. They just took Leatherwood. I don't know whether they see something in Leatherwood. Um, over, I, I always thought that Darisaw was going to go to the Raiders and I guess that didn't happen. But um, yeah, hopefully Leatherwood does turn out for the Raiders. Hopefully. I mean... Like you said, maybe they see something in him, but I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, for sure. And I'm um, going to pick number 18. Well, I guess it happened. We kind of talked about this, a Miami University player going to Miami. I know we were looking over one of the mock drafts and we talked about it. Jalen Phillips going to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I can't remember whether it was Phillips or someone else that we predicted. It might have been Jalen Phillips going to Miami. But yeah, uh, they clearly see that they needed... Uh, and a good edge rusher. They, they picked Jalen Phillips. He's, from what I've seen, he's a very solid player. Um, they, I mean, they've a lot of people have even given him the grade of a five-star athlete. So uh, it seems like he's very impressive. Um, he's a pure pass rusher. Um, he, I mean, they're projecting him for double-digit sacks um, in his prime. So, uh, I mean, he really seems like a solid pick for the Dolphins. I guess now we can say congratulations, Jalen Phillips, for graduating from Miami to Miami. That's it, man. They addressed both their offense with uh, the Jalen Waddle pick and then their defense with the Jalen Phillips pick. So two Jalens headed to Miami, one on the offense, one on the defense. So, I mean, Miami's draft looks really solid so far, in my opinion. Yeah, they're a really solid team now. And then moving to pick number 19, Washington football team. Select Jamin Davis, Kentucky linebacker. Um, I know um, he's been sort of reported as someone for uh, being good at uh, creating turnovers as a defensive player. 
Um, he has speed, quickness, and um, I was actually kind of surprised with this pick. I didn't expect him to go that high. Clearly, Washington wanted to add pieces to their defense, so they selected him. Um, I guess just sort of looking down the board, um, I, re- I really expected some other players um, to sort of be drafted ahead of him. It didn't happen. Um, but yeah, um, Washington clearly knows what they want, and they felt that Jamin Davis would give it to them. So what do you think about the pick? I mean, I guess it's kind of maybe they want to go with the defense first, but at the same time, they already have one of the best defenses in their conference, if not the entire league. So I'm not sure why they, I guess, drafted a linebacker so high, but I guess we'll just have to see what their plan is. Yeah, definitely. And um, the Giants selecting a pick 20 where they traded down with the Bears. Uh, They take wide receiver Kadarius Toney from Florida. And I mean, this guy, he's just so fast. Um, This guy can just cut in and out. Um, Watching his tape, this guy, he's a pure playmaker. Um, He was slept on really hard. Um, People said he could have gone outside of the first round, but I felt like this guy was definitely first round talent. And I feel like the Giants got a really good player. But I guess, what do you think about Kandarius Tony? Where did you sort of see him going? And what do you think about this pick? I feel like uh, Washington might have wanted to pick him up, but I guess this is a really good pick for the Giants, especially seeing how they felt to him. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, like I mentioned, just his tape is very impressive. Um, Obviously, he doesn't have the pedigree of some of the receivers drafted above him, but I guess being drafted as the fourth receiver in this draft, um, the Giants clearly see something special in him. Yeah, for sure. And then just looking at pick number 21 for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, they take Quiddy Pay, a Michigan edge rusher. Um, seems very athletic. Uh, he's pretty explosive. Um, he just really goes after quarterbacks. Um, he's a top quality pass rusher. I mean, I really thought that the Colts could have used offensive line uh, to sort of replace some of their players, but clearly they felt that uh, someone off of the defensive edge was sort of their priority. But what do you think about this pick? Um, I don't think it's like a bad pick, but like, kind of like you said, maybe they could have gone for O-line a bit, try to protect Carson Wentz a little bit more, but I guess maybe they kind of want to limit the amount of time the other team gets the ball. Yeah. I feel like this is sort of one of those scenarios that you've talked about before, like taking best player available. I feel like Quiddy Pay was one of the best players available at their draft spot. So I feel like they kind of did that. So I'm not going to knock the the Colts for that. I feel like they, they got a really good player. Yeah, in terms of best available, this is definitely up there. Speaking of someone that was supposed to be the best available corner in the draft, the Tennessee Titans at pick number 22 take Caleb Farley. And uh, I know uh, he fell a little bit because of his injury. Um But yeah, this guy, I feel like he has the most upside out of any of the corners taken. Um He's pretty much uh, a, a big body there. He can cover so well. Um, I guess with him being very good at covering, he plays very well in zone coverage. So um, if the Titans are looking to run that, he'd probably definitely be a good fit. Um, I know injuries sometimes scare away teams, so other teams can get steals. And I feel like the Titans could have gotten a steal here with Caleb Farley. But what do you think about it? Yeah, I guess with... Um players who are injured it's always kind of 
a little bit of a, a gamble. Like, are they going to be exactly what they would have been uh, pre-injury? So I guess we'll have to see how far he plays to his potential, but um, maybe he's not going to be um, pushed as much as he would have been pre-injury. So I guess we'll just have to see. Well, I mean, just a couple months ago, he was projected to go inside the top 10 and then details of his injury and his surgery, I, just, I guess, just came to the front and then um, that that sort of switch. So um, I guess definitely uh, he has the upside to do it. We just, I guess, got to see uh, whether he'll he'll sort of be able to become that that, that sort of top end corner um, and zone corner that they sort of see him becoming. Yeah, I mean, if you're later in the draft and somebody with top 10 potential falls to you, like, why would you not take them? Speaking of someone with top 10 uh, or top level potential, um, the Vikings, they had traded down with the Jets to take Christian Dersaw, Virginia Tech offensive tackle. Um, this guy, I mean, looking at his tape, he's a really stellar player. Um, he's a he's a big blocker. He's got size, strength, power. Um, he's a really big uh, offensive tackle. Um, he really just keeps um, edge rushers from getting to the quarterback. Um, yeah, he, he, he just seems like a really solid player. I'm surprised that um, I guess like, like I know I was talking about um, with the, the Vikings uh, uh, taking him, but uh, instead maybe the Raiders should have taken him um, uh, earlier. I felt like Derrissaw should have been taken a little bit higher this might end up being a steal, but what do you think about this? Um, I think it's a steal as well, especially with um, how high his potential is, and it's really going to help Dalvin Cook and the quarterback of Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. And I'm um, just looking at pick number 24, Pittsburgh Steelers taking running back Najee Harris from Alabama um, with James Conner leaving in the offseason. Uh, this pick was pretty much in the bag, and and I, I know we had talked about it. Um, yeah, Adaje Harris, um, they really uh, compared him to Le'Veon Bell, and we know how well Le'Veon Bell did when he was in Pittsburgh. Uh, so definitely uh, they want more of the same there um, for the Steelers. And, yeah, what do you think about this pick? I really like it. I mean, the Steelers are always a solid team, and this is going to make them even more solid. Yeah, absolutely. And then right after Jacksonville Jaguars with their second pick of the night, take Travis Etienne, a running back from Clemson. Of course, their first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, is also from Clemson. So two teammates that know each other very well on the offense. They have their quarterback. Now they have their running back. But let me ask you a question here. What does this mean for James Robin Robinson going forward? Um, I'm not really too too sure like my hope is that for Robinson is that his minutes aren't going to get cut too much it, maybe it's going to be kind of uh, similar to the Brown situation with Kareem um, Hunt and um, yeah I think it's going to be kind of similar to the Brown situation hopefully for uh, James Robinson I feel like Robinson sort of that bruiser like first second down back and then uh, Travis Etienne's more of that like pass catching third round back. So I think they might start or sorry, third down back, but I, I feel like that they might start off with them sort of like splitting carries, just seeing who who the, the better player is going to be and then sort of moving on from there. But I think Travis Etienne has sort of the edge on that job now, I guess, being in favor, uh, having played with Trevor Lawrence. Um, 
he'll definitely be the preferred back uh, from Lawrence. And um, yeah, I think this sort of puts James Robinson in a bad spot. I know I had him close to my top 12 uh, in running back rankings for fantasy, but I might have to drop him down a little bit after that. Uh, Just similarly how we dropped Josh Jacobs when Kenyon Drake signed there. Um, Too many solid running backs in one organization just makes it really difficult for each player to be fantasy relevant. So I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of um, depth for just just football in general, it's good for the team. But in terms of is it good for James Robinson's production? I mean, worst case scenario, it get cuts his minutes a lot. But even in the best case scenario, he's going to have to be uh, giving up some touches to ETN. So I guess we'll just have to see um, how much of an impact it makes on his minutes. Yeah, for sure. And moving to pick number 26, your Cleveland Browns select Greg Newsom from Northwestern, the corner. Um, let me just get straight to you on your thoughts on this pick for Cleveland. Um, actually, uh, like this pick, there were some other picks like uh, Barmore. There was um, Jeremiah Owusu that they could have gone with as well. But I still really like um, Newsom for cornerback because it kind of gives the Browns a lot of um, options. Uh, there's uh, I know the Browns have had a lot of problems with uh, defending the pass. So um, having another cornerback, it just makes it easier in terms of um, man coverage. If you know that you have um, just one more really good quarterback who can, I mean, cornerback who can kind of cover the wide receivers, you don't really have to rely on kind of zone as much and trying to guess who they're going to pass to, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think I can agree with that. And uh, just moving on to pick number 27, Baltimore Ravens taking wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I really like this pick. Um, He's a very physical pass catcher. Um, He can play pretty much anywhere on the field. Um, He's just, he's a really solid player. Um, I feel like that him and Kadarius Tony should have been closer up in terms of where they were drafted, but definitely the Ravens got a good receiver in my mind. So what do you think about this pick? Uh, well, now I'm really glad that the Browns caught Greg Newsome because <laughs> it's going to be really tough to defend Bateman. Well, I mean, hey, uh, maybe those two will match up against each other the first game that these teams meet each other. So that'll definitely be something exciting to see. Um, And then moving on to pick number 28, the New Orleans Saints selecting Peyton Turner, defensive end from Houston. Um, Yeah, um, he he sort of seemed like a reach a little bit when I was uh, sort of watching. I I thought, oh, um, you know, guys like you mentioned, Barmore, um, Greg Rousseau was still there, Jason Away, Joe Tryon. Are, we're all sort of guys that I thought were going to go over Peyton Turner, but I guess the Saints really see something in him that they really want to uh, get onto their team. Yeah, I think Turner was kind of projected to be taken in the second round, so it's kind of surprising that they decided to kind of um, go with him, but kind of like you said, we just kind of have to see what his potential is. Yeah, speaking of another pick that I didn't really understand – uh, Green Bay Packers selecting Eric Stokes, uh, corner from Georgia. I mean, he he is a good corner, but um, he just doesn't have all of the tools together yet. I didn't feel like he would be a first-round pick, maybe like a second-rounder or so. 
Um, but yeah, they took him really early and I, I was really surprised by this. But what did you think about them taking Eric Stokes? I mean, it's not the worst pick that they could have done, but at the same time, I feel like um, maybe they can get some more pass protection for Aaron Rodgers or uh, get some more depth so he can pass to somebody else maybe. Well, I mean, they could have even taken a wide receiver in the first round, like Elijah Moore was still there. Um, I don't know whether they would have wanted to really uh, uh, reach for someone like Terrence Marshall, um, someone like that. Um, I know taking someone on the defense, I feel like maybe grabbing, I know there was a couple safeties up there, um, guys like Greg Rousseau, uh, Christian Barmore, Joe Tryon, Jason Away. Like, I know we talked about all these guys. Um, they definitely could have taken someone from there. But, um, yeah, I, I really just don't know what they were thinking. Um, they have a good guy uh, there in Jair Alexander. I know Kevin King was not uh, that great for them in the playoffs, but I, did, I feel like they didn't need to reach for corner. They could have gotten someone uh, a lot um, for a lot better value later. Yeah, and I, t- I mean, in terms of best available um, Owusu is like the best available linebacker and they still didn't take him. So yeah, I don't know why they went with Stokes specifically. Yeah. Um, and then just sort of looking at pick number 30 for the Buffalo pills, taking Greg Russo. Um, I know you preferred other guys, um, like away or Barmore, but I, I really like this pick. I feel like Greg Russo sort of has all the tools, um, to really become a dominant uh, edge rusher. Um, I know, uh, his NFL comparison has been Jason Pierre Paul. Uh, I feel like that he can definitely develop into that type of player. Uh, I know a lot of people slept on him cause he opted out uh, of uh, college this past season, but I just feel like he's going to be a solid player. I don't know what you think about it. Are there other players you preferred over him? or And what do you think of the pick? Um, I kind of preferred somebody like Barmore or even OA if they wanted to go for uh, defensive pressure, I guess just based on like their overall grade. And I guess if they wanted a more pass protection for Josh Allen, because pass protection was kind of um a little bit of an issue in the playoffs so maybe they could have gone for an offensive tackle or something yeah for sure um but yeah i I like rousseau i feel like that they made the right decision there um and then another edge rusher went at 31 baltimore ravens taking jason away I, i think this was such great value i don't know what do you think about this pick this was really good value considering how of how long he was available for in the draft. Yeah, I felt like he was going to go a little bit earlier, uh, maybe to a team. Uh, You mentioned Cleveland could have taken a shot on him. I think Jacksonville could have as well. Uh, Teams up there, um, potentially Minnesota could have, as well as Tennessee. So definitely could have gone a little bit higher. But yeah, um, Jason Away, solid solid pickup for the Ravens. Um, He really, um, he's got size, speed, agility of whatever he needs um, to sort of make it at the next level. So I think Baltimore uh, got a great pick. And then just moving into the last pick of the first round, Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Joe Tryon, the Washington edge rusher. Um, I know some people projected him as a second round uh, player, but I, I really like this pick. I feel like uh, he definitely could have gone in the first round. Um, yeah. He, he's really uh, a versatile pass rusher. Um, 
defensive playmaker, all those type of things. What do you think about this last pick? I mean, uh, the Bucks don't really need uh, offense. They're already like one of the best offenses in the league. So you might as well go with um, defense. And I mean, you always need another edge rusher on your team. Yeah, I know they tend to get injured a lot. I mean, they have guys like uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, Shaq Barrett, uh, you know, a different other pass rushers that they have. And, I mean, just adding one more into the fold um, just sort of can, can give the other guys a sort of rest from snaps, playing less minutes, that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, um, definitely Joe Tryon seems like a, a, a good player, uh, a good pickup for them. And, um, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty solid first round. Um, I don't know. What do you think uh, about sort of the overall uh, first round so far? I think overall, like there are some players that I'm really surprised that nobody took. Like, for example, Ousu, he's officially going to be drafted in the second round now. Uh, Christian Barmore, I'm, I feel like there were some teams that maybe they could have taken – a look at him a little bit more. Maybe they just didn't feel like they they needed uh, those players. But um, yeah, I guess those are probably the two um, players that I think whoever gets them is getting really good value. Yeah, I feel like guys like Leatherwood or uh, Davis, um, I don't know, a couple other players I know we talked about, um, Peyton Turner, like um, Eric Stokes, those are like four players right there that could have gone in the second round. And then guys like Ousu, uh, um, Barmore, and others could have, may- and maybe Elijah Moore as well, could have been taken in the first round. Um, but yeah, uh, either way, um, a lot of these players that, you know, we've been writing off, they're going to turn into solid players. I'm not worried. Some of them have great worth ec- work ethics. So they'll definitely work their way into proving themselves as being first round talent. Um, but yeah, I feel like we had a great draft that, um, for 2021. Yeah, for sure. And then um, just sort of getting to um, some of the news around the NFL, just to close things out. Um, uh, we'll definitely start with Antonio Brown signing um, a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers returning on a one-year deal. Um, so uh, basically in terms of the deal, it, it's worth up to $6.25 million. $3.1 million is fully guaranteed. He's getting a $2 million signing bonus. Um, they've pretty much brought back their whole team. So what do you think about the signing? Well, I mean, they're probably going to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> Yeah, they're just so solid. Um, I mean, yeah, you you're not wrong there. Um, they've been pretty much a lock since they won the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. Another team's really gonna have to build themselves up to beat this Tampa Bay squad. They're just so solid. Um, and then I guess um, with it just being a one year deal, is this sort of like a, a prove it deal for Antonio Brown to maybe get paid more next year? Or do you think he's he really wants to stay with the box long term? I think either way, whether he wants to stay with the Bucks long term or if it's a prove it deal, I think like it's still kind of going to be a year for him to kind of just prove himself in general. I think other teams in the league, they're going to want to see if they can kind of um, get a lot of value for Antonio Brown. So he's probably going to be playing close to his best football, I think, this coming season. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I know he's been through a lot of uh, rough things the last couple of years, um, but he seems to be turning the corner there. He seems to be um, sort of focused on football, and I think that that will really benefit both him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, for sure. Imagine like a fully focused Antonio Brown and you have the most stacked offense in the league. I mean, when he's fully focused, he's a top three route runner in the league, a top five receiver in the league, in, in my opinion. So he's, he's really solid. He just sort of needs to get everything back together. And I think that he'll have uh, a really solid season. Yeah, I'm not really sure how anybody's going to stop the Buccaneers, especially if Antonio Brown's fully focused. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there was a trade that went on this past week. Um, Denver Broncos acquiring quarterback Teddy Bridgewater uh, in a trade with the Panthers um, for a sixth-round pick. Um, I think that this is sort of a salary cap dump for Carolina. and This is sort of Denver just getting a – um, a sort of backup option in case Drew Locke doesn't work out uh, for them. Um, Bridgewater might even compete for the starting job. Who knows? But what do you think about this trade? Um, I guess I'm kind of surprised that Car- Carolina decided to uh, t- trade Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think he was a bad quarterback for them. Maybe they could have held on to him for another year or something. Yeah, I guess it, it sort of shows the confidence they have in Sam Darnold now. Um, I know we talked about them getting him from the Jets. And, um, yeah, them trading Teddy Bridgewater sort of saying, Sam Darnold, we believe in you. You're going to be our starting quarterback. So uh, we're going to trade Teddy Bridgewater to Denver sort of as, like, uh, like how we're going to prove it. So uh, definitely Sam Darnold is pretty much locked in starter now for the Panthers. And then the Broncos sort of have Bridgewater to lean on, I guess, if Drew Locke doesn't work out or if Bridgewater just sort of outplays him. Yeah, I guess for Denver, it's really worth it to get Teddy Bridgewater because um, this way you have a pretty decent quarterback either way. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's going to be the end of this f- fantasy fanatics football episode. And um, Nate, uh it was great talking to you about round one of the draft. Um, There's some great picks. Of course, Patriots got a new quarterback. Brown's got a corner and a lot of other teams got a lot of other picks. So uh, yeah, I think everything was pretty solid. Any last thoughts? Uh, someone please draft Owusu. I don't want to see him go undrafted. That'd be really sad. Well, I guess maybe Cleveland can take him if no one (laughs) wants to take him. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good players um, all throughout the draft. I know um, next episode, next week, we can definitely dive into some of, um, I guess, you know, some some of the teams with what they did. uh, We'll definitely look at something like that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah, for sure. And... um, this is the end of the episode. So just make sure that you um, subscribe on YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, remember for YouTube to hit the bell for notifications. Definitely check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast. Uh, we give picks for NBA and NHL on there as well as our fantasy pickups for those leaks as well. So definitely go check that out. Um, and Nate, thanks for your time. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.